Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Ricky. Good evening, Ricky, and how are you tonight? Yeah, good evening. Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright. Before we get started, I just want to say it was Clive's birthday yesterday. <laughs> A happy birthday to you. Thank you. Um, and long may you continue to bless everyone with your two five columns and your podcast. You just you went against something that you said you would never do. Or... I know. I said I wouldn't put you over, but I just did. So, hey ho. Before we continue, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to go to powerslam.tv, put in the promo code Social Suplex, where you can get three months worth of over 4,000 hours of independent wrestling from around this planet that we live on today. So get yourself there. Don't forget also to check out Pro Wrestling Tees, where Social Suplex have a couple of t-shirts up with um, the network logo, and I believe some individual podcast logos will be following in the fullness of time. Exciting times at the network, Ricky. Yeah, I'm going to buy every single Rick and Clive t-shirt on it just to sell out. Are you going to stand out in the streets at a market stall somewhere? No, I'll just buy them because I'm such a mark for us to. So, <laughs> so it's a, going to be a busy show tonight. Obviously, we have Royal Rumble and the NXT TakeOver Phoenix show coming up this Saturday and Sunday. So we're just going to go with a pretty basic format this week. We'll go through the, both the night's cards, give our previews and how they've been built, what we expect to happen during and after the matches and we're going to bring back the predictions league that we did way back when and some fool managed to forget to delete the table that we had with all the scores and stuff so it's a fresh start I think I was winning though if you say so aye right we'll be start with NXT TakeOver and Phoenix then yep first match that I have here this is a list I'm not going to lie I stole this list straight from Rob Ropey himself who's got a, a private predictions league so if the listing seems familiar Rob then thank you <laughs> <laughs> which we're a part of that league we are first off is the NXT North American Championship between Ricochet and Johnny Gargano this is one of those ones where it's you just look at the card for takeover and yet again 
almost all across the board have just knocked it out the park and we have a contender already for match of the weekend. Would you agree? Most definitely, most definitely. Um, I think I went with Ricochet in that predictions, but I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably going to change it. I feel like if Gargano isn't going to come up yet, so if he loses, then where does he go? That's two big high-profile feuds in a row they've lost. Well, three really, actually. Um, so I feel like Gargano will win mainly because I think Ricochet we may start to position Ricochet maybe towards the main towards the title scene um, but more than anything I feel like if Gargano doesn't win I'm not entirely sure where he would go from here right um, like I say it's difficult to really pick which match is going to stand out on any takeover on which especially this weekend with the amount of great matches you've got I mean and this has also got the potential to be match of the weekend um, Gargano just seems to put in like 10 out of 10 type matches at takeover um, I'm expecting no different here at, um, but like I said I'm leaning more so to Gargano winning because like I said I, I can see a scenario where Ricochet loses where he can ultimately move on and do something else and still kind of be a focal point of the show and Gargano will be no matter what because of how great of a wrestler he is but I just feel like kayfabe and character wise and storyline etc where where does he then go from here if he was to lose Gargano yes I, I feel the same way I mean Ricochet has had this title since SummerSlam he's not done much in the way of defending it because we had the war games there and there's been a, the, the odd um, TV title defence, but it's not been the most glorious of championship def- reigns so far. So I'm wondering if you're right where they've, they've probably got something else planned for Ricochet and the way things are going for Gargano. Uh, there's this on-again, off-again relationship with Tommaso Ciampa at the moment. Unsure how that's going to play out. Gargano seems to be of the mindset that he still doesn't want anything to do with Ciampa. I'm not sure that's necessarily true. He says one thing and does the other. He's, he's actually, it took a while to get used to it, but I've quite enjoyed his heel work of late, where he's he's saying bad things, he's saying villainous things, but he still he still thinks he's a hero. And you're getting all the grown-ups that feel so booing him. Well, some of them, not all of them. But you've got the, the kids that still got the Johnny Wrestling signs and he's giving them high five. So it's a typical heel where... He's deluded, and he thinks he's in the right, even though he's committing heinous acts all over the place. Yeah, I was about to say that. It's like your classic kind of view, uh-huh. and it was kind of similar to the way we spoke about Becky not long after her SummerSlam sort of heel turn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that sentiment. And I think with the kids by on his side still, I think it would make sense for him to win the title and then come out with the same sort of stuff that he has been saying and just make out as if he's going to say maybe they'll try and do something different with North American title because so far it's not been defended as good as I would have liked to have seen it so maybe they might do some sort of open challenge thing over the next wee while where Gargano claims to be Johnny Wrestling and out wrestles everyone and starts taking shortcuts I don't know but um it kind of ties in with what I think will happen in the champion the NXT title match as well, but we'll get to that when we come to it. So, are we both going for a Gargano victory here? 
Yeah, I'm going Gargano, and I think just to touch on the North American title reign, um, I guess winning at SummerSlam and then the next takeover, like where you could possibly defend it, was obviously War Games. But because of how high profile of a wrestler Ricochet is, he was involved in the War Games match. You can almost like almost forgive them in a sense because he's not defended it. It's not been that relevant, and this is the first real sort of high profile opportunity they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could argue should maybe maybe you could have put someone else in that War Games match, but you know that's if and and what etc. But yeah, I do agree. It's kind of been lackluster without Rain. Um, I think you could probably count there's only been a handful of defences um, like I say um, I believe like Ricochet will, will lose the title um, before eventually maybe moving on to take on Tommaso Ciampa around about Wrestlemania time uh-huh. essentially at the Wrestlemania takeover I think it would make sense if, to me that would suggest a possible Alistair Black Call up, I don't know, but see the thing is, Alistair Black's, even though he's not the the very top main guy on NXT, he's still very much over, and he's still a firm favourite with myself as well, but the full sale crowds lap him up. At the same time, I'll, I'll just may as well move on to this match since we're talking about it. I still don't see Tramper letting go of the title just yet. Neither do I, and I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility that Tomas, sorry, Johnny Gargano gets involved. All right. Whether he intentionally costs Alistair Black the title or whether he unintentionally or just gets involved, to, I don't know, and ultimately leads to Champa winning. Um, I wouldn't be, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if these two come together and join forces again. I'd actually kind of like to see a closing image of takeover with Gargano and Champa side by side, holding their titles aloft. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd kind of like to see that. Yeah, it would be a, a two-man power trip of NXT, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. And if they were doing their signature turnbuckle poses with the titles, that would be quite interesting. Yeah. But I do agree with you. I don't think there's... Alistair Black isn't quite where the likes of Gargano, Champa, and I guess to a lesser extent maybe someone like Ricochet and Dream. I feel like he isn't like on that upper tier. If he is, he's probably the lower half of it, the lower end of it. And it, I also wouldn't be surprised if he turns up at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect him to see. I expect to see him in Raw or SmackDown at some point in the next couple of months as well. So my pick is Tommaso Ciampa. I I say that with a lot of confidence. I don't really don't see Alistair Black winning this at all. Uh, yeah, I think this will end up being, as you say, the Gargano and Ch- the DIY show. This will be hashtag DIY all over again. The, the thing with Black, it kind of falls under the radar ever so slightly. And Ciampa has said numerous times now that Alistair Black hasn't been in a main event of a takeover. And I wonder if that's why people don't it's just my, I wouldn't say it's um, fact, but it seems to me like Black's not in the conversation as much as he should be for one of the the best that NXT have got going at the moment. I know he had the injury for quite a chunk of the summer there, but his match uh, the Royal Rumble takeover last year against Adam Cole, the excellent match against Almas, 
then he came back for the War Games pay-per-view match. I mean, I know that's only three, but that's still three absolute corkers right there. Well, you remember the match he was having with <clears throat> uh, Tomaso Champa as well. When Champa beaten for the title as well. I forgot about Lars Sullivan, but the less said about that one, the better, I think. <laughs> so, I, I do agree, I think. I don't know if he's underappreciated, undervalued, or just kind of forgotten about. But he doesn't get as much fanfare as some other people. Um, but, yeah, I'm a big big fan of his. Um, but, like I say, I think his chances of winning the title are slim to none. Um, and it's just kind of giving you closure on this storyline and his sort of attempt at redemption and attempt to win this, uh, the title back. Aye. Hopefully, I mean, I still think it's going to be a cracking match. I said about the NA match that it's a possible match of the weekend, but looking all up and down both nights of wrestling, it's going to be a hard pitch. If, if it all goes down well, as it seems on paper, then it's going to be some top-notch wrestling on on offer so I think it's going to be a lot harder to pick outright match of the weekend contenders this time I think Champa and Black might be up there because apart from I'll take the Sullivan out of the equation both Champa and Black have had excellent years in the ring mm-hmm. and I think just to touch on how many great matches we've got I think overall we're going to be pleased but at the same time, I'm kind of expecting one or two matches to kind of let us down. Possibly. Um, well, like I say, is the takeover format itself, it's worked before, it's worked in the past, it's going to continue working. This match, I think, like I say, is the match they had on normal NXT TV was a really, really good match. So I've got no real reason to not believe that this also won't be a good match in a few days' time. There is a match on NXT that I'm not too sure will be as great as people think it will be, and that is Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's Championship. I say that, right? Shayna Baszler's top notch, like the best one they've had for a long time at the top of the food chain, and Bianca Belair's had an, an astonishing year. She's just grown, she's really popular, regardless of this overrated shit that's going about just now. Um, excellent in the ring she oozes confidence but whenever Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke get involved I'm taken out of it a wee bit there's something they're still they're not there in terms of what it's to be a quote unquote a, a WWE superstar they seem very awkward to me very robotic and laboured and they just don't seem comfortable in a sort of performing uh, mindset do you ever get that with them at all? Yeah, I, I can see what you mean. And that little snippet we got of them last week when Bianca, she slapped Shayna and um, um, hit, one, hit a move on one of them and get out. Uh, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from, but like I say it's another group chat earlier on. I think this is a match that I'm most excited about for the entire weekend. Um, like you said, Bianca Belair, for what, 12 months or so, has just been an unbelievable rise and to quote Daniel Bryan quite a lot of people the fans are really fickle when they start shouting at her um, overrated um, it's just absolute nonsense you know how just a lot of fans have got a, a habit of just turning on certain people for no reason whatsoever uh-huh. like people have started doing it with Becky people have started doing it 
started doing it uh, with Bianca Belair. So, and I think, like you said, Shayna is arguably the greatest one they've had. Like she's certainly in that conversation. Yes. Um, she, she alongside Charlotte, could well be my most my favorite female wrestler. Um, I'm going to go Bianca Belair to win. Oh, shocked! I'm absolutely shocked. <laughs> I am honestly. I mean, I I actually think I went Shane at another prediction, but I'm going to change it and I'm going to go Bianca. I think. To me, this screams uh, Bianca Belair will come short. Most probably due to outside interference from two of the horsewomen, and it will be a re. re- um, rematch at New Jersey in April so I'm going to go with Bianca I'm not going to go with Bianca Belair I'm going to go with Bianca Belair when it comes to Wrestlemania weekend but just for this weekend coming up I just don't think anyone's going to get past Shayna Baszler in the time being so that's it Baszler is my official pick for the NXT women's match keeping with the, the titles matches we'll go for Undisputed Era versus War Raiders for the NXT Tag Team titles. This is an intriguing one, this one. I'm not sure what to think of it in terms of her prediction. I think it will be an excellent match because, as we've discussed many times, Undisputed Era were the common denominator in all those Match of the Year candidates for NXT in in pay-per-views as well as on TV. They hardly put a foot wrong the whole year. There's been just an absolute joy to watch and the War Raiders had a standout performance in, in the War Games match itself as far as I'm aware both guys had were pretty knocked up legitimately injured ruptured spleens and all sorts over the last couple of weeks or months but they're back so I've got very high hopes for this match yourself I agree and I'm going to go undisputed era Um not not a clean victory. I expect Adam Cole or someone to get involved. Um, and I could see them maybe running the, the rematch again, maybe at WrestleMania, when the War Raiders win it. Right. I just feel like, on this period of this moment of time, I'll just kind of like cream of the crop when it comes to that division. Um, I wouldn't want to take the titles off them just yet. I feel like, Maybe this storyline and certainly Undisputed Era having the tag titles has has more legs and more mileage to it. So, yeah, my official pick is Undisputed Era. Um, okay. I feel, I feel, I feel, I don't think I'll be changing that pick. Like I say, I do like the War Raiders, I do. Um, I expect this to be a good, fun match. But like I said, I expect some sort of outside interference. From Cole to play a part. and Fish. One of them, if not both. I don't know what, I just... You're going... You've got that frame of mind that I have for the women's match, where they'll, they'll do the rematch without any possibility for interference or whatever at the Mania weekend. So I think for this one I'm going to go with War Raiders. I think it's time to change things up a wee bit in the, the tag team scene. I was saying, I was on the Implications podcast last week and we were talking about the NXT tag scene. Right, fair it's true. A lot of the tag team matches at the takeovers have been stupendous. A lot of them have. But see, apart from Undisputed Era versus Challenger of the Month, you've not really got many credible options 
that you would see as winning the title coming forward. I mean, you've got the Street Profits. They're not exactly... If I showed you all the Street Profits stuff, would you say to me, yeah, they're legitimate contenders to dethrone the Undisputed Era? That's why I don't think... I don't think... I don't see War Raiders winning back-to-back. I Mm. can maybe see them... Actually, I don't. I don't think it'd be a big deal if it did. I just feel like this storyline, like I said, has more legs to it. And if you wanted, you could maybe even take out another couple of months, but I don't think you will. I just, I think War Raiders will lose and ultimately get the title win at WrestleMania. And then you've still got another couple of months before you build up to the next takeover, where another credible opponent or team um, could surface. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I agree with you about the Street Profits. And there was also the Heavy Machinery as well, who they're on Raw now, or SmackDown, I don't actually know where they will be. Yep. But even though they were a good comedy act or entertaining, you wouldn't see them as championship material? No, it would kind of be like, as much as I liked them, but it would kind of be like when the B team win it. Uh-huh. Like, it was a comedy, and you, but you were always kind of like waiting for them to ultimately lose it because you never really took them seriously or felt they were like a credible tag team, a legitimate team that could beat other, te- beat other bona fide legitimate teams, so I, I would agree with that See, bizarrely enough I could see Heavy Machinery with titles on Raw more than I can NXT considering how basically laughable the Raw tag team scene has been Yep, yep, yep Since Mania basically um, Maybe, uh, Yeah, yeah, a good and then Nick, yeah. Nick Miller was I don't know if Nick Miller was released or not but that's a tag team that's broken up um, TM61 the mighty don't know or whatever it is and then you've got Humberto Carrillo who's moved over to 205 Live he was doing a couple of tag matches with Raul Mendoza they had a couple of matches they were decent matches so all you've got left for me apart from the Wall Raiders is Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan and from what I'm led to believe, they might be more of a prominent feature than the UK brand. So what have you got left for tag team scene division in NXT Florida? Not much. Not much, which is why I think this feud will last a little bit longer than maybe expected, just to kind of produce another credible opponent. See, I don't want to just pick the same as you all the time, though. And I, I, I agree with you, but I don't want to pick the same thing. Well, we've we've already we've got one change with one different opinion. So, right, okay, I'm going to change it to undisputed era because you speak some truth there, my good man. Thanks. Uh, so Triple H, if you're listening, get your NXT Florida tag team scene a bit more fleshed out because. Probably a biased opinion, but the the UK tag division's pretty banging right now. So get yourself together. And there's a there's a man who used to wrestle on this very network that you might want to sign up as well. Who's based in Florida? Double J, John Juris, <laughs> the STO Sultan himself. <laughs> uh, right, last one in the ma- last one on takeover. One that I've not got much interest in at all. I'm not going to beat about the bush here. That's because Cassius Ono's in the match. It's not because Cassius Ono's in the match. It's because Matt Riddle's in the match. I tried and I tried and I tried and I just can't get behind him yet. Is it because he's taking on someone like Cassius Ono? 
and I'm not going to shit on him. I'm just not a fan. But I feel like once you kind of get past this feud, other ones could open up. Possibly. Or will open up. It's not even because it's Cassius Ono. I've been quite enamoured with Cassius Ono of late because he's turned into a bit of an arse who won't let all the new, the flesh, fresh blood come past him. Matt Riddle. Yeah, but that kind, of, that kind of like sometimes, sometimes you can talk, you talk, talk all you want, but he's not really walk the walk. So as a gimmick or whatever they're trying to do, it's not really coming across well to me. Okay, you've you're not a fan of Ono anyway, so that's. Fair uh, I said, I'm not going to I'm not going to shit all over him. I'm just not a fan. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I feel like once you get past this feud, you'll kind of get to see who Matt Riddle is, and once you start putting him in, and I hate I don't want to say credible, but I would say more established uh-huh. stars and more and just in general just better guys than Ono. I'm not trying to knock Ono, but I'm just uh-huh. saying there's guys on that roster who he, who he can have great feuds and matches with. So far, his wrestling style, I've, I've not seen anything that I haven't already seen in WWE under all the different uh, brands, main roster, fringe products. I have seen it before. The, the gimmick is, I can't go it. I can't, I can't abide a man that walks about wearing a shirt, a tie, pants and then sandals it's just it's not on it's unacceptable but that's what's kind of an attraction to him because even in the ring where he wears like the tightest of pants with no shoes or anything like that that's kind of the attraction to him as well that's like a big part of it It was like when Rusev first came on the scene where he all never really had the tape on his ankles and it was it was it was really different it's something that people can get drawn to about Riddle. And actually, I think if you can just get past the next week or whatever, I feel like you'll start to change your mind because over time you change your mind about Ronda Rousey. Yes. I'm not saying you're a massive fan of her, but you weren't. You I were not tolerate. a fan at all. I can more than tolerate, I can tolerate Rousey um, easily enough now. Yeah. So. Maybe that's what's going to happen with Riddle. Uh, Riddle's winning. There's no doubt about yeah. that. I just it probably it probably won't be what it was at War Games. Um, you'll probably see like a proper match this time, Hopefully. as opposed to what we saw last time. Yeah, because you've not got the War Games gimmick match taking up almost an hour of the match, the pay per view. Exactly. So there is room for it. Um, I think. Do you know why Riddle doesn't wear shoes? Here we go. It's because he hates Zach Gibson. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I, see, that, that one wasn't even thought out in advance. I just thought of it there. <laughs> uh, right, so we're both going for Matt Riddle. Right, so that's takeover done. Done and dusted. Looking forward to it, nevertheless. It should be an absolute belter of a. It really will. I mean, look at, see, when you look at that on paper, see, just for pure work rate alone. My, 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 my. Devastating. Yep. Right, Royal Rumble this Sunday on the WWE Network for just nine ninety nine. Great value for money. <laughs> and that's nine ninety nine. that's pounds. Uh-huh, aye. The, Not dollars, because we pay more. As um, Brits are being shafted. But we pay more. Uh-huh. Did you hear that, America? So 
so I'm just going again by um, Mr. Rob Ropey's listing order. First off, we have the Raw Women's Title Match between Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey. Can we? Can we? Sorry, can we just talk about the two pre-show matches before we get into the the main show? Can you tell me what they are then? Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not Rusev sure. Nakamura and your baby. Yeah, the cruisers. I, I was under no illusions in, in, it would be in, any different. In, yeah, I'm not. Don't want to knock either of them, but it's it's the only logical matches that you can have on the pre-show. Unfortunately, when you look oh, at the entire card, it's I've, I'm totally understanding of it because you've got two Royal Rumbles. That's two mm-hmm. hours plus. You've got two world title matches and two women's title matches. Yep. And the tag team title matches with the boss's son involved, so... Uh, it's fine. I've not got any issue with that. I was already under the impression it would happen. Um, can I just say, Triple Threat on 205 Live this week between the challengers to Mr Buddy Murphy, Kalisto, Tozawa and Atami put on a hell of a show and what we saw... Atami was the strongest force out of all three of them and he was quite dominant and quite brutal as he always is but I think I'm going to just give you my prediction I think Murphy will retain and, yeah, I agree and he's shown in recent weeks he, he didn't cheat but he played dirty to defeat Carrillo last week uh, and he sort of got involved in the triple threat this week getting um, took advantage of the no DQ, no DQ rules of a triple threat match I think Murphy's confidence, character confidence, is starting to wane a wee bit, and the Tammy's going to focus home in on that, and it could be a sort of a slow face turn for the Tammy, where he's just such such a good evil badass that people just naturally root for him. So I'm going to go for Murphy on this occasion, and you are as well, I imagine. Yeah, I don't expect him to to drop the title until WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Nakamura and Rusev for the United States Championship match. I mean, the title itself is kind of an afterthought. The match they had, what was it, like four weeks ago, whatever it was in SmackDown, was actually a really good match. I expect another good match. Rusev retains. Um, like I said, the title itself... Like I said, an afterthought. I feel like it's, that's kind of perfect way to sum it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Rusev, yeah, I don't see anything other than a Rusev win, to be honest. Rusev himself said in a promo, he didn't care that he was a United. He wasn't a US champ. He was a husband, and they're doing the whole thing with Nakamura. The the stramash that occurred, which resulted in Lana being written off TV. Uh, so Rusev was more concerned about getting retribution or revenge or whatever you want to call it against Nakamura. It just so happens that the the US title's on the line as well. But and, and that could go, that could swing either way. That could ultimately lead to Rusev kind of being DQ'd because he takes it too far, or he completely takes his eye off the ball and he's only concerned of like hurting Nakamura when Nakamura end up winning the title. But like I say that kind of. I'd be, I'd be really, really surprised if I put the title back on Nakamura. Uh-huh. Um, again, I expect Rusev maybe to drop it around about WrestleMania time. But it should be a fun match. should be a good match. Um, but I'm going to go Rusev for the win. Okay. I, I have went for Rusev as well. I don't think they'll change it back so quickly. It's hardly been any time at all that Rusev's had it. Was it, it was actually... Oh, 
I'm fucking playing into the meme here. It was on Rusev Day that he won the title, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, Christmas Day for people who aren't Rusev marks. So it's not been that long. It will just be over a month. I don't think it would be right to have it go back onto Nakamura, so I'm sticking with Rusev. Right, on to the main roster then. Yep. Uh, the main show, sorry. <clears throat> Raw Women's title match, Sasha Banks versus Ronda Rousey. I think at the end of the day, Rousey will retain. It's too close to WrestleMania for someone who's had a lot of a lot of the build, a lot of the even media attention and stuff like that. I can't see anything changing. So I'm going to stick with Ronda Rousey for the prediction, but what, what are your thoughts about the match in general? What about the builds and stuff like that? Sorry, what about the what? The builds leading up to it. Um, the build has been fine, I suppose. It's kind of... It's been, you kind of get Rhonda making a mess at sometimes with her promos and stuff and the way she says things. Um, it was it was brilliant. It was excellent to see Sasha getting the title shot. Yes. Um, I don't... I don't think she wins it. Ronda, Ronda retains is my official pick. The match itself, I think, can be a really good match. Um, Ronda's had a lot of good matches in the last sort of six months, several since she debuted. Um, I, th- I feel like the way, you know how the way Sasha escaped the armbar on Monday? Uh-huh, Yes. She gave she gave a good account of herself when it comes to countering Ronda. And I feel like at least they've they've sown that little bit of doubt in Ronda's mind and sort of put in our mind that so Sasha's capable of getting out of this and actually beating Ronda. So they're actually trying to add a little bit more intrigue into the match and and, and make Ronda look more vulnerable at the same time building Sasha up. Nah, but I mean, bottom line is I I fully expect Ronda retain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I am still a big fan of Sasha, but I feel like we're well, going to ultimately transition her into the tag titles with Becky. Sorry, with Bailey. Um, but yeah, let's like say the match itself, the match, all three we'll, we'll touch on the SmackDown match, but all three women's match from this weekend have the potential to be just unbelievable. Um, but yeah Ronda wins uh, there's no real doubt in my mind about that uh-huh. I think I'm a wee bit feared for what could happen in this match both women have been very passionate in their promos whether those promos have come across as how they wanted them to sound that's a different matter obviously Ronda came out with some crazy, crazy stuff this week talking about um, chopping off hair and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're both passionate and I, Sasha especially wears her heart on her sleeve but I just think sometimes I was saying to you earlier I think she tries too hard to do the fancy stuff and she forgets to do the basic stuff at times because there's been we've talked about it briefly before now and again she does glaring basic moves she just um, botches them and I think that I, still I think, think there's a confidence issue with her. Maybe it could be restored with a high-profile match like this, and I'm hoping that is the case because we've seen so, um, Sasha Banks 
in NXT in 2015 versus Charlotte in 2016. She's on her day, arguably the best in the company. So I hope she returns this Sunday. Yeah, I think that could just be kind of overcompensating for trying too hard and trying to impress, etc. But how many botches are we going to see this Sunday? <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you the over under at three. Would it right? I'm not. A, I am. I know of betting, but what does over under at three mean? But do you take under three or more than three? From Sasha alone, uh, under three. I says I think the match could be really good, and I am a fan, and we're just having a bit of fun when it comes to that. But she has botched several times. Um, let's say, but she is still on her day, as you say, capable, more than capable of putting on great matches and kind of being the best in that company um, but you know I feel like on Sunday what we're going to see is Sasha running Ronda close but ultimately tapping out to Ronda yep. um, there'll be a few sort of hairy moments for Ronda to overcome and I feel like that's why they kind of had Sasha escape from the armbar this, this past Monday and she transitioned into was it Natalia that she gave the bank Banks, statement to yeah uh, very good bank statement transition and, there. And the other thing is, even though you could say what you want, that was technically Ronda's first oh, right. official oh. loss. Technically, I but although I'm not entirely sure because I can't remember who did who did um, Alexa Bliss attack when she cashed in. Did she toss Ronda out of the ring? Uh, I can't remember, but does that not still? But, no, that still means Ronda wins. I can't remember. I was just trying to think out there. But yeah, it's technically it is for her first defeat. I can't. I'm sure Ronda still won that match at Money in the Bank. Yeah, because if Alexa comes in and attacks her, no, she didn't. Nia Jax gets disqualified. I just can't remember who Alexa attacked. She, Ronda couldn't have won because. It was a title match, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Black hole for that. Yeah, but what I'm saying, what, what I'm saying though is Nia Jax was a champ, Ronda Rousey was challenger. Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss, I'm sure, came down and knocked Ronda out of the ring. So therefore, that initial match That's ends t- in a DQ for Ronda mm-hmm. to win and then there's a new match. But anyway, this past Monday, it, you say what you want, it was still her first official loss in WWE and... Again, I know people are saying but it wasn't hard to get tapped, doesn't matter, she lost, and again it's still it it makes you buy into that Sasha's a credible threat and they're trying to portray her as that. Part of me just thinks people are desperate to add an L to Ronda's record sheet. And okay, it is technically a loss. Probably. It's technically as a loss, but for that didn't ruin her credibility for me, if that makes sense. Oh. Not even ruin the credibility isn't the right word put doubt into her mind I think what put doubt into Ronda's mind was Sasha's ability to counter uh, Rudo's Rudo <laughs> Ronda's uh, judo game yeah and that's that's it and see if they stick to the judo game if it's a a, a technicals match I would be all for that and I think that would work better than them trying to fly about the place yep. do, do you know what I mean 
So, but we're both yeah, going yeah. for Ronda Rousey there then. Oh, definitely. Right, next one. Smackdown women's title match. Oh, yes. Lip smacking uh, potential for a beast of a match here. Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Asuka currently the champion. I'll get my prediction out of the way just now. I think Asuka will retain. Um, I, I agree. Purely just to further Becky's road to WrestleMania. Sorry to have to use a, a Michael Coleism there, but it had to be done. The, it just seems to make sense that have, having Becky on the chase leading up to WrestleMania is more interesting than her keep. I don't actually know because she was quite. She was doing a good job defending it. Do you know what I mean? So, does she seem less of a threat to you on the chase? Becky? Mm hmm. No. All right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I expect Asuka to win. I expect it to be really, really hard hitting. I'm just not sure how Asuka wins. But, and that's what's really intriguing. Right. Because I'll get into my prediction for the Rumble later. Mm-hmm. But you can kind of guess what I'm hinting at. I'm just not entirely sure how... Well, do you want to just tie this in with the Women's Royal Rumble we'll, pick we'll, as well then? We'll tie it in. We'll tie it in. But I expect Asuka... We'll talk about this first. I expect Asuka to win. It'll be really, really hard hitting. Um, it makes absolutely no sense to me putting that title back on Becky. Not now. Because for me, all roads for Becky lead over to Raw. Really? She's got unfinished business over there. Hmm. Um, I suppose true and then I think what I'll be leaving this match with questions with is who faces Asuka at Wrestlemania because um, um, I could either go with the Charlotte rematch but I think Charlotte's going to be maybe occupied over in Raw It's a shame that Asuka feels like the, the squeaky wheel in all this because she's she a damn, does. And that is a shame because she's a damn good wrestler uh, and she deserves this. Like I said, I think all questions coming out of it is going to be all about Becky. Mm-hmm. Going into it, we're all kind of wondering, well, not so much what we're kind of thinking, are they going to put a title back on Becky? And if they do, how are they going to transition that to, pen, to potentially facing off with Ronda Rousey? So I said, Asuka kind of feels like the third wheel. Um, I, I will go ask. I'll go for a real hard hitting match. Uh-huh. I feel like the build has been good. Um, I've enjoyed what both of them have done. Both um, both women are very good with suplexes, and both women are very good with submissions. So I think I think, and they're both very good with the brawl brawl mentality. So I think we're in for a clinic. To be honest, I with think you. we are as well. I think we are as well. Because um, as as um, regardless of how I feel about Becky Lynch's promo work and how it's getting a bit grating and stuff, and she's actually a bit of a bitch when it all boils down to it. She backs. I mean, it, she backs it up in the ring every single time. To touch on it, right? Did you see the tweet she put out to Mickey James? 
Yes, reminds me something to do with. It was something basically. Well, it wouldn't be the first time you've latched on to like the star of a company or whatever, or the top person in the company. And I'm not sure. I took that as that is you you hooked up with Nick Aldis. That's what I took that as. Was she not going out with John Cena? Mickey James. Uh huh. Did I just make that up? Even if she was, then how is that really any different from what, um, from what thing he said, uh, Ronda said about Nikki Bella mm-hmm. sleeping her way to the top? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. With, I, I still, I really don't get the argument that she's a babyface. Okay, she's getting cheered, but the things that she's saying to people, the she's like, she's the equivalent of someone sitting in their mum's basement tweeting out the social um, keyboard warrior on Twitter she's a horrible person <laughs> she is and I think it's sometimes what she also speaks a lot of truth as well she does and I kind of feel like she isn't like a fully fledged heel I feel like but she's nowhere she's more heel than she is a face I think but because a lot of times she just speaks a lot of truth like, I didn't lose that title I wasn't pinned or whatever I'm coming to take my title I made this division relevant for the first time in a long time. And as much as, it, like I say at the time, I love Carmella, like her promos and her character work and stuff like that. But, you know, the women's division got interesting the moment that the moment the SummerSlam match uh-huh. ended. And yeah. in, in large part, that was because of Becky and Charlotte. Uh-huh. Oh, I so see. She, has val- she has valid points when she speaks and like I said a lot of the time she is speaking the truth but at the same time she's also deleting some of the stuff that she says like we spoke about that classic heel yep. who thinks she's talking sense and making sense and speaking the, the truth but in reality they're not like Brian as well yeah oh, um, we'll touch on that fire but, promo later oh yes <laughs> but I says I'm going to go ask her in a great match and while we're going to tie it in basically Becky Lynch for the Rumble. See, mm-hmm. it seems, I wouldn't even say predictable because I want it to happen. It just makes sense from a business point of view, from a storyline point of view, for Charlotte to win. Because if Charlotte doesn't win, like you were saying about uh, Ricochet and Gargano, what does that mean for her going forward? She could face off of Asuka in a rematch, but I will present something to you in the the listeners can think what they want. So Rance said he heard this on the radio, and I'm not sure what radio and who it's from, so I'm not. I can't just give credit. Just he said, "What if Becky wins, wins the title, mm-hmm. Ronda retains, Charlotte wins the Rumble, and turns around and says, I want both women in a triple threat, and you kind of unify the titles, which would." kind of makes sense because the tag titles as far as we're led to believe will be the def- they're involved on both Monday and Tuesday nights and and that theory ties into what we spoke about was it last week or the week before I think it was the week before uh-huh. are the women all going to be on one show now because of these tag team titles coming uh, or are they going to get their own exclusive show I don't know see if they're going to capitalise on the popularity of the, the women's storylines both on Raw and SmackDown. As much as we love the network, 
I think it would be a backwards move to just make it exclusive to the network because you want, as I say, you want to capitalise on it. I agree. Uh, so either keep it on raw, separately raw or SmackDown, or get them a new, uh, see that just sounds too much if you give them a separate show on the network. Oh, sorry. I would on, agree. On a network, I mean. But tra- you could get them all on a one show. Uh-huh. Um, Maybe on Raw with the three hours. And, and for me, you, if that if they did go down that route, you, if you unify the titles, it, all roads must lead to being on the one show. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you can kind of have the tag team titles going over between shows in the, in the one title. Unless, if, for instance, the tag team, the team titles are being kind of in a feud on Raw and then the women's title will be having a feud with SmackDown and then after the month you kind of swap it over. It's just I just feel too, that's too much. Too cumbersome and too formulaic for me. Yep. So, that's just, if they, I don't know if they'll go down that route. I, so my, my pick is Becky. I think she somehow enters. I wouldn't be surprised if she attacks someone like Nia Jax or maybe she attacks someone like Carmella backstage and takes their spot. The Nia Jax one could work because then you could have them two facing off at the Elimination Chamber or whatever, whatever the other pay-per-view. Imagine uh, Charlotte was coming down and Becky attacked her and took her place. <laughs> Something like that could happen. And then I could still see them turning that uh, main event at WrestleMania into a triple threat. I still feel that's the road they're going to go down. So I, I said that as a joke, but it's possible it could happen. Charlotte it's very say, possible it could Charlotte says, who do you think you are? And they have a a match at Fastlane or Chamber, whatever it is, which leads to a triple threat. See, there's... it's In the way you would do that is it would be like double count-outs or whatever. I wouldn't get Ronda involved because it just seems stupid for Ronda to come down and interfere in the match. Uh-huh. Or Because why, in kayfabe sense, why on earth would you be willing to risk defending your title against two women as opposed to just one. See, so it make I feel like Ronda would just come across as really daft and really dumb. See across podcasts, Twitter, columns, everywhere, see all the different possibilities that have been posited by people. They're all they all sound good. They all sound pretty decent, so it's oh, apart from ones where I've heard where Becky wins the match and the rumble, it's like, oh, for God's sake, Becky stands unite. Um, but the, there's so many different possibilities, different avenues that you can do, go down with the women on both Raw and SmackDown that it's it's all sounds excellent and it's just credit should be given to the management for writing really strong. It's only a select handful, granted, but it's excellent stuff just now, and women's wrestling is probably. Would you? Even, I don't know if consistent's the right word, but it's the most exciting the creative has been ever. Ever. I feel like on the SmackDown kind of side, it's certainly been a lot. It's been very consistent. Uh huh. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say what I said a couple of weeks ago. You are kidding yourself if you don't think Vince McMahon was at the forefront of putting Becky Lynch front and centre of everything. Oh, I, 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 f- I agree with that anyway. It's, like, not- it's just, it, it, it is, like, I'm not saying he's telling her what to say, but he's kind of, he'll be saying, you have a filter to a certain extent, but other than that, go uh-huh. do you, go do what you want. 
A part of me thinks that people, some people are so behind Becky because she's this anti-authority figure. But she's been given bullet points for what to say. So she's been she's been given this chance to be that anti anti authority figure. So it's just playing into WWE's hands. It's it's as if it's a yes, frack WWE, but it's all WWE's creative. I, and okay, Becky Lynch has been very popular, and it has been. It's one of those things that just took off, but it's not just all her doing. And I'll also say. I, I really lo- I love Becky I think she's great I um, love Rebecca Quinn the, char- the wrestler and the character not the character sorry the performer but I just can't stand her on screen because she's just insufferable but I'm more than happy does that make sense? yeah no, I get where you're coming from I get where you're coming from I think she's great I think a lot of her stuff she's done on Twitter social media I think a lot of promos or in-ring work has been excellent you know so but like I say, just don't be thinking it was just all down to hard. Like, you know, we like to... I will bash Vince all day long, but at the same time, I'll give credit where credit is due. Uh-huh. Um, and she's also watched a few Conor McGregor videos as well. <laughs> uh, maybe she could watch some Father Ted ones. <laughs> yeah. And Conor McGregor watched a few Finn Balor videos as well before he became big time. Are we just bashing Ireland here? No, not at all. I think they're fucking great. Irish. Aye. Um, women's... Uh, I really don't know. I'm I'm wondering if there's going to be a curveball. But I can't see it. They, they need to stay with the hottest acts that they've got going just now. Um, like, a lot of the stuff that's going on is just quite simple to write because all roads in my mind have to lead to some sort of combination between Becky, Ronda and Charlotte. Wait, I'm going for Charlotte Flair. I'm sticking with Charlotte Flair. I'm, I'm, I'm just intrigued to see who else comes into the Rumble. Because we're not going to get as many nostalgic acts. We're not going to get many. I don't think we'll make a handful. Generally, you always do. Kind of interested to see who comes up from if there's going to be one or two appearances from one of the NXT roster. Might even get a wee bit of Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm in there as well. That was my pick in our our league. I said Rhea Ripley. I've still not completed it. I'll need to sit down and have some concentrated time on that those predictions because there's a few different ones. Like, jeez, that's uh, some intense work, isn't it? And I'm off work for a week. I shouldn't have to tax my mind so much. It's your birthday week. You're entitled to it. Aye. So you by the way, I won't get I won't even, I won't get to watch the Rumble live, nor will I get to do what I normally some what I sometimes do if I don't watch it live. But I generally take a half day from work, go sit down somewhere and watch it before going playing football. Uh-huh. I won't get to watch the Royal Rumble until six PM Monday night, round about then. And and why wouldn't you be able to watch it on Sunday? Uh, I'll be going out with my my other half. My other half being my wife and not you. <laughs> I'm your other third. But why are you going out <laughs> with your wife? It's it's my birthday. Yes, uh, so you're more than more than quick to point out when it's my birthday. But sheepishly, you look down a cast downward glance towards your shoes. Because I'm not entirely not entirely bothered. I'm going to be extremely old, so 
I'm older than you, so shut up. I know. Only by a year. It's going true. to be 32, folks. It's going to be 32. Get your birthday wishes in. If you don't wish me a happy birthday, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm kind of gutted about that, to be honest. It's going to... It's not even going to be hard, but it's just kind of nowadays it's just so natural just to get on my phone and just go onto Twitter or go onto WhatsApp or go onto Facebook, etc. So it's, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is what it is. It is. I have a busy weekend as well, so I'm going to. Hopefully, I'll catch Takeover. We'll see what happens. I should be able to. Um, right. We'll get this tag titles match out of the way. SmackDown tag team titles match. The Miz and Shane O'Mac versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Now, I have made a point of avoiding these segments um, with Shane McMahon involved. It's just, you know my stance on part-timers, dinosaurs, whatever you want to call them, taking up valuable spots that could go to some of the people who have rumoured to want to go to AEW and all that carry on. But I have to say, what I witnessed in this week's SmackDown was glorious the bar absolutely destroyed Shane McMahon and Shane McMahon was in the receiving end of a, a devastating broad kick. I hope he was checked for a concussion after that one. Um, oh, that looked rough. It did, it really did. So, it was a joy to see, but Cesaro and Sheamus, as good as they are as a tag team, they're always used at the expense of someone else, someone else's sort of nonsense angles. Not always. It just seems like that because you had Braun Strowman at the Royal Rumble. So see, because of the immense beatdown that Shane and the Miz were the receiving end of on Tuesday there, I think they'll win the titles as a result. You know, that whole thing where on the go-home show, whoever gets the upper hand will lose on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think this is coming into effect here. So I'm going to go for the Miz and Shane McMahon. I'm going with that as well. Um... I suppose the only thing I, I I enjoy watching the bar. I'm just not a massive not a fan of uh, Shane. I enjoy the Miz. I guess my only thing coming out of this now is going to be leaning towards WrestleMania. Are Miz and Shane going to be a kind of like a proper tag team, or is it now just going to be a case of uh, Miz eventually turns on Shane and that's your WrestleMania match? Or I saw it now. I don't know if it was the messenger group. We saw it. someone says, "Well, you could all go. You could all. You could always go." AJ with Vince in his corner and taking on Miz with Shane in his corner. But I don't think they will. I think they'll go Shane versus Miz. Miz turning on Shane at some point. I struggle to care with this one. I mean, I, I agree. Like it's not like I care, but I think. Because the bar involved, you know, it's got my attention. Yes, they always put on good matches. It's never amazing, amazing matches, but they're solid enough that they've built up a catalogue of just solid work, basically. Mm-hmm. Right, so we've only again we've only got one difference here. So, by the way, the Royal Rumble. So each of the other matches for this predictions league that we're going to start again is one point apiece for each result. But the Royal Rumble will have ten points available. A staggering ten, because obviously with thirty people involved, you've got a lot to choose from. So we'll move on to other men singles matches, and then we'll finish with the Rumble. First off, I've got the WWE title match: AJ Styles versus um, the Planet's Champion Daniel Bryan. 
Oh, I can't wait to see these guys lock up once again. I really can't. Is, is Daniel Bryan the best promo in the WWE right now? Right now? Absolutely, yes. Gee, that fucking promo he caught on Thursday night. It's a Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday night. This isn't even night. Thursday night. Un, I know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And at one point, it kind of looked like Vince was legit pissed off with some of the stuff he was saying. See, so the stuff he was saying was just absolutely spot on. See, at one point, I thought... Why he was... the fuck do you people cheer Vince? I know. Uh, exactly. I thought he was going to mention Saudi Arabia. I really did. He, well, he allude, that was what, if that's what he was alluding to. Mm-hmm. I th- he was saying something about money, and I thought, oh, he's going to say blood money in a minute. <laughs> and that's on top... Like, the match alone is going to be sensational. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, the TLC match, the more I think about it, that was probably my main roster match of the year from last mm. year. Probably followed by Evolution match, Charlotte and Becky. But, oh, they've got... It's, there is obviously a chemistry there, but they've, they've got that scrap. They're in scrap mode just now. And Dan, like Daniel Bryan's promo this week was just, again, terrifying. On top of a promo a couple of weeks ago where they're in the concession stands. Oh, he's, he's a man possessed just now. And it's I think this heel turn's been the best thing for him. Can you see it? Can you see the title changing hands at all? No. So you're going for a Daniel Bryan victory? Yeah, and like I say, it's all what is this now? This will be their fourth match. Mhm. Uh, they just seem to be getting better and better. Like I said, I feel like the second match was still my favourite out of the three. Um, and this one, the rivalry's getting a bit more intense. Um, it's going to be a great match um, again I keep talking about what's going to happen coming out of the Royal Rumble what's going to happen with AJ Styles coming out of the Royal Rumble I have no idea what's, what where his road leads to he'll be commentating on 205 Live <laughs> <laughs> but I need to act like in one of the groups we were in earlier on, someone says, <clears throat> let me find it, AJ V won another opportunity. And oh, I, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. I've never referred to that, uh, that five way from is it New Year's Day or whenever uh, it was. Because they thought it was a rematch, but it was uh, a one opportunity. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I say, it, for me, it's going to be kind of what do they now do with AJ come, coming out of this? And I don't want to spoil my pick, but I, I want to see who they're now going to be fa- who's going to face Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Well, I've got because in the face of it, there aren't very many credible opponents. No, I will have an extra question for you for the men's Royal Rumble. And I suppose we kind of have alluded to it in the Women's Royal Rumble already, but we'll save that. At the end of the day, this will be an excellent match. They'll be tearing lumps out of each other. Daniel Bryan's in the form, the heel form of his life right now. AJ Styles is, as Vince has wanted him to be, a pit bull. So I think it's going to be magic in the ring with this one. Hopefully just a, a clean, not a clean victory, but a, a resolute victory for someone, Daniel Bryan perhaps, instead of AJ Styles' many fake finishes that he's had over the last year or so. Uh, now, 
Sorry, before we continue, I think they're going to do Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. Oh. And speaking of Rey Mysterio, they should probably just put Rey Mysterio versus Andrade Almas on Royal Rumble and just have them wrestle the full four rivals. <laughs> yes, that was uh, another superb outing this week. Two out of three falls. Fucking match. hell. That was just, that was unbelievable stuff. Really and I think, I feel like, see, for the first time these last sort of five, six weeks, anyone who didn't know about Almas at NXT are kind of getting a glimpse of just what he is and how great he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is a big year for him. I expect him, I would just want to say, but I think I think he ultimately beats, I think he's the one that beats Rusev at WrestleMania. I would then love to see Almas versus Mustafa Ali around about SummerSlam time for a US title. Put it on Mustafa Ali. You could then maybe have Almas into the main event scene. And I feel like the next, let's say, the next six to 12 months for Andrade Almas is going to be special. Hopefully. I feel like they've got, I feel like, I feel like they kind of realise what they've got with him. But this, these last two matches of Rey Mysterio have been sensational. And I know you kind of rolled your eyes when I said Mysterio versus Daniel Bryan. Mysterio's full time Mysterio's older but Mysterio as you can see is still pretty damn fucking good in the ring it, it irks me to see that I have to swallow a handful of bitter pills at the moment because Mysterio you say that he's older he's, he's not part time I'll give him that he is full time but you've got a lot of these new guys that aren't getting up the same opportunities that Mysterio's getting and then he puts on these master classes Two weeks in a row. I mean, what I've not got, I've not got a leg to stand on, really, have I? <laughs> no, because I, I, I would, I would be standing there beating the same drum as you if he came in in his position, bang average, poor quality matches, but he's not. Those two matches, back to back weeks, unbelievable. And, and, and remember, he was involved in a tag team match the prior week as well. So, man, it's just unbelievable from a guy of his age. I said, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all fine. The guys coming in, older uh, guys, even part time, doesn't bother me. But see if you come in and you produce really good matches. I, I'm, I'm alright. Whatever, whatever status you are, whatever age you are, whatever anything. And also, to be fair, he is putting Almas over. So, yeah. yeah, I try not to get too bogged down with people putting people over and stuff like that. It's, but at the same time, uh, Almas has been very convincing. But see the the home run slide under the bottom rope into a sunset flip. Oh dear, dear God! Dear God! That was just bonkers. That match. I mean, it's one it was of those just a great match. One of those matches where all the GIF Twitter accounts have just got enough material for weeks. But sometimes, sometimes it is just a case of putting storyline aside and just putting on barn burners, isn't it? That's it. That's it. It doesn't matter um, who's face, who's heel, if they're putting on matches like that and you're jumping out of your seat. Mysterio kicking out of hammerlock DDTs. Um, super power bombs. Mm. Avalanche power bombs. Uh, Canadian destroyers. I've, I've forgotten I've forgotten what else. What I've really liked about these, this and the Ali Samoa Joe feud that's been happening. See, mm-hmm. because the Royal Rumble's happening at the moment, 
understandably so, certain programmes aren't getting pay-per-view time, and I can I can accept that for what it is. That's fine. And it's making... Like I say, it's not, a, it's not a God-given right that you should always be on a pay-per-view. Like, mm-hmm. And someone's always going to have to miss out. It's it's even evident with the NXT takeover. Like Adam Cole's not on a card, um, but he's not been. Some he's there's been takeover where he hasn't been on it. Mm-hmm. Dream isn't on the card. You know, someone's always going to have to miss out. Unfortunately. Uh-huh. Well, Dream has had a few pay per views in a row, so from that point of view, I can't see they've got a stacked roster. But the thing with Ali and another, see those homemade videos that Ali does. Jesus, fantastic! But. Yeah. See what that actually ties into what I was going to say. Okay, they aren't getting the pay per view matches, but it's making the telly really interesting. Uh, the last few weeks of SmackDown, I think, have been excellent across the board. Near enough, the it feels like that felt like a blow off feud between Ali and Joe, and it's only been going two weeks. That's mm-hmm. because of the work that that promo, that hype video, did at the start. So you're getting these blow off matches on TV. It's helping boost the. I don't know if it is boosting ratings, but it's making it. It's making every week matter, basically. So I've got no problems with them not being on pay-per-views. When it leads up to WrestleMania, we'll see what happens. But these guys are still going to have um, square square off with each other in the Royal Rumble match as well. So I think it ties in quite nicely. Yep, and there's a couple of feuds like that as well where you're going to get those potential interactions at the Royal Rumble. Like potentially, you could get. Becky and Charlotte, Becky and uh, Nia Jax, you could potentially get Ambrose and Rollins. You know, so you're going to get a number of these ones. Um, no. And just to sort of touch on what you were saying there, like, it, I'm I'm content with not everyone being on the pay-per-view as long as you kind of get either like a blow-off or you're still getting quality matches and segments on the TV. Yes. So... It, it, like I say, it can go hand in hand. You don't always like. Ideally, you'd like one pay per view, but as long as like I said you get the blow off on a TV show, I'm fine with that as well. Yes, yeah, sometimes they're. Um, I don't know if it's because they're on Raw. It seems as if they stand out more. But now and again, you get a good blow off match on TV, and it, it's all the better for it. Mm-hmm. So before we go, we delve deep into the men's Royal Rumble. There is the matter of Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Title match. Um. Lesnar wins, guys. Sorry to let you know. Fuck Brock. Well, aye. Of course. But I'm just letting you know that's what's happening. I've allowed myself to be convinced and get carried away by what Rance put out. That Finn wins because Braun comes down and interferes. But I'm kind of now not sure about that after the segment on Monday. That Braun came out and was like, I like I blame it was at Baron Corbin, I think he said, or oh, it's not been the same since or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that was your opportunity to go after Lesnar, and he didn't. I don't know, they might say he's not ready enough to work a match with Lesnar, but. <clears throat> but then Lesnar comes down, you know, interferes in that match with Finn and Braun. So maybe that alone could maybe make Braun want to do it. Fuck it, Finn wins because Braun comes down and costs Brock the title. Brock then maybe comes down and eliminates Braun from the Royal Rumble and there's your WrestleMania match. If Finn Balor wins, I will not have been more shocked in my now 33 years on this 
Earth. <laughs> Absolutely nothing against Finn. I like it. He seems to get met with quite a lot of apathy. Um, I like him. I've always enjoyed his work. I think it's probably just because I was quite a big NXT mark for him. I would love it if he won. I'd love it if he was at the top of the company. But WWE's creative, their storytelling team have conditioned me into believing that no matter the size, it doesn't matter about these stupid arguments that you hear that Finn Balor's too small for him. That's got nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter what size you are, what weight you are. They've conditioned me into believing nobody can beat Brock Lesnar. I know what happened with Roman Reigns, but that was a shenanigan heavy match. So what what makes me think something's going to change here? Not much. Because it's happened with AJ, it's happened with Styles, eh, sorry, with, with Brian. They always talk a good game. Samoa Joe's talked a good game. Braun Strowman's talked a good game. It never amounts to anything. So I'm just sorry to put a dampener on things, but Brock Lesnar's going to retain here. Facts. Right, so I agree they have conditioned us to believe that Brock is invincible, pretty much. And I know a lot of people are saying, why should we believe that Finn is capable of beating Brock when bigger and better guys would be able to say haven't been able to beat him? First of all, it's fake, right? So, right, you I, know. That, does, I, that holds no weight for me, that argument at all. Right, so how about this thing? Manny Pacquiao started off at like strawweight, came up through divisions and was literally, and I mean beating the holy hell out of guys who were bigger and stronger and weighed more than him. <clears throat> but he was putting a fucking beating on him. He effectively had, uh, retired a guy called Antonio Margarito. And Margarito at one point was like the biggest badass you'll come across in boxing. Mayweather turned around, and I don't know if this was like just him being a... Just, try to chum up to Margarito, but turned round to Margarito in a video and was like, no, I don't want any part of this, don't want any part of you. And we log Mayweather for being this great boxer. So it's Pacquiao, right? Roy Jones went moved up from like middleweight or super middleweight up to heavyweight division and beat, people can turn around and I know you're not a boxing guy, but he beat a guy called John Ruiz and John Ruiz at the time was probably the weakest heavyweight champ heavyweight boxing champ it was at that point at that moment in time in that division but he still beat a bona fide heavyweight guy at his weight class way above what he was naturally walking around at so you've got and then you move over if you want to move over to MMA Royce Gracie was beating guys sort of like bigger and badder than him like there's evidence in quote unquote actual real fighting like actual combat sports that smaller guys do come up and beat people up that are bigger than them. Mayweather, as well as another example, Mayweather started off at like, was it featherweight or super featherweight, and moved up and was beating guys bigger than him. He beat Canelo, and you can say what you want, Canelo at the time wasn't what he is now, we know that, but he still beat a guy who's bigger and stronger than him. So I can understand it when people turn around and say, I don't know, sorry, I I don't get it because can turn around and be like, well, how can Finn pose a threat? Are we supposed to believe he does? Like the old school guys, your guys like Cornette might come out with stuff like that. And it's like, well, motherfuckers, look at the actual real combat sports taking place and you'll see it actually can happen. 
And, and for me, Pacquiao and Mayweather, like I say, they started off at like, at like nine stone. Mayweather might have been a featherweight or super feather. I can't remember which one it was. I said, and Pacquiao was it was further down, and they literally made their way through the entire like seven or eight weight divisions above them, and were just blitzing people. Especially Pacquiao at one point was just knocking everybody out. Right. So it can happen. Of course, it, can it happen. has happened. It will continue to happen. Um, I also don't like. I also don't use like to use the argument like I said a minute ago that um, it's fake. So you know, do we really need to? I, I would. I would still like a sense of realism about it. Uh-huh. And you've but like I say, for me, I've witnessed it uh-huh. in boxing and in MMA, where I know it doesn't matter who's taking on Brock, even though we're conditioned to believe <clears> that Brock is unbeatable. But I'm sorry. But so were a lot of these people that Mayweather and Gracie and Pacquiao and Roy Jones, etc., etc., all beat. Yeah, it can happen. <clears throat> of course, it can happen, and that—that's why I, I don't. It's just when people say he's too small, just have a have a listen to what you're saying. I, I think what people need to put that in context: too small in comparison to what? Because Finn's looks about six foot. I wouldn't say that's small. Yeah, he might only weigh about 200 pounds, but that's not, like, if you compare that to your average dude walking in the street, he's a fucking, he's a mountain, he's a machine. Now, if he's too small in comparison to Brock, I get it. I get where people come from that, but like I say, there's, there's evidence in boxing and in MMA that the smaller guy, quote, unquote, mm. smaller guy, who people say is too small to beat the bigger guy, does mm. ultimately beat him. Yeah, I, I mean, I do... I, I blame, to be honest, I blame Rance for my prediction pick. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag... I never, I never thought for a second that Finn had a chance until he presented that argument, and I know Rich wrote a column about it as well, and it's like, that's actually kind of good, and it could actually happen. So and I've I, kind of just ran with it. If I end up taking an early lead in this predictions league, then we can, you can blame Rance. Oh, without a doubt, he will get full blame. Oh, I'm sure he'll be over the moon to hear this. Uh, Rance Rance doesn't like me anyway. Would you stop with that? I just want to be loved. Oh, I know, I know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Right, this is a question I want to ask you for the Men's Royal Rumble. Who do you think will win it? And who do you want to win it, and what kind of program do you want to see leading up to Mania? So, will we get the the predictions out of the way first? Seth. Okay. We architect. Yes, Seth Rollins. Um, I feel like that's an obvious answer, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, is it is it too obvious now? But like we say, sometimes when something's sitting there staring at, your, staring at you in the face, like, you know, just go with it. It's the right thing to do. Yep. So, I'll say Seth, who do I want to win it? I Seth is still up there. Yeah. Drew McIntyre. I think I love Mustafa Ali, but we had that conversation earlier on the guys from the Edge on WhatsApp, and Carl presented it a proper way, like, just keep building up Mustafa Ali and bring him into the main event scene next year, which I'm on board for that. I would also, I would love to see someone like Andrade Almas win it. Um, like Mustafa Ali for me is kind of a dark horse, not so much to win it, but I think a dark horse to, to 
I feel like they're gonna he's gonna put on a show. Be close. I think he'll get to like final six or so. Right. I feel like I feel like they'll want to show him off a little bit. I feel like I've I expect Cena to go deep as well. Oh, that's uh, that's what Nikki Bella said. Sure, she still does because they've not broke up. <laughs> <laughs> My final four, I say, is it? I think is it's Seth, Dean, Drew, and Cena. I would love the final two to be Seth and Dean. Yes, I would. Uh, I would be on board for that one. I think I'd like that. I would love that actually. I think that would be really, really good. I feel like they're probably going to go Seth and Drew, and I love Drew, but I would love it if it was Seth and Dean. I see. There's a possibility as well of they did it last year with Asuka moving from Raw to SmackDown. Could we see someone from Raw actually move over to SmackDown in the men's side to I take on so. to take on Daniel Bryan? It could happen. It could happen, but I, hope, I think it's more realistic. Certainly, what we've been believe, what we believe, and what we think is going to happen, it's going to be Seth and Brock. I think um, that's what a lot of people think. I think it's Seth anyway challenging the Raw champion. Right. I, I don't. I really don't have a clue what to do with this one. Still, you know, what I would love to see what Seth in at one or two. Uh huh. Have an Iron Man performance. Yep. Or even three or four, just very, very, very early in the Rumble. I think it was uh, Omega Luke had said put Almas and Mysterio in at one and two. And then just have the... Did he not say have the rest of the 28 just sit at the ringside watching? I don't know, but that I saw like... someone, I don't know who tweeted that, but someone's tweeted out saying have Almas and Mysterio start and then just have the rest of the 28 just pull up chairs at the ringside and just watch. And, and wave their hands in appreciation like the Queen. <laughs> I feel like one and two. There's going to be there'll be a reason why they've put number one and two together. So uh-huh. it could be like Almas and Mysterio, like some sort of storyline. It could it could it could always be Seth and Dean. That could be the starting two and potentially the finishing two. Um, and just <clears> before, I don't think you will ask it. Roman Reigns isn't going to be there, all right? No. Let's just let's just get that out of the way. I've saw people putting that around, and there's articles written they could be a dark horse winner, but no. No. Oh God. Just not. Um, as much as we won't, as much as, and I know we're going to go off top here, but as much as I love people just randomly coming back, the Roman Reigns return is going to be advertised. Probably, I they wouldn't because they are wanting eyes on that from everywhere. Uh huh. Yeah, that's going to be advertised in advance. Even if it's just an appearance, a promo or something to see how he's getting on and stuff like that. But I think it comes down first. Another definite: Randy Orton won't win the rumble. I I admit what happened at the end of SmackDown this week was interesting. Samoa Joe had a very good week. Um, breaking up the ended on a bad note. Ended on a bad note, but it still had a had an impact. And the camera so, work, can, camera work was on can point. I quickly, can I quickly ask you then, since you brought him up, mm-hmm. could you get behind a Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton match at WrestleMania? No. I don't know how I'd feel about it. I would, I would lose interest quickly. I, I wouldn't want to see it because I'd rather see Daniel Bryan versus 
like some of the Rey Mysterio or something, but yeah, I, pro- I probably would. Do it. I, yeah, I would hate it actually. Uh-huh. I would. There's already a a dinosaur in one of the men's championship matches, so I don't want to see another one. Uh, no, no thanks to Randy Orton. He's, he's mildly, very mildly entertaining. The RKO out of nowhere this week, coupled with the camera work. I got a fright when he came out of nowhere this week. I thought, oh, how did that happen? Excellently done. Um, but it's not happening. The... Can I just throw out another dark horse? Uh-huh. Not to win it. Bray Wyatt. Just to appear. Oh, Bray. Oh, Bray. You know the boogeyman's appearing, don't you? Oh, Bray. Uh, let me think. Right, I need to pick something because we've, I'll be here forever. Right, we've not got... There's too many similar ones for us. But I, I feel like some of the matches... We've got the same thinking, and they're kind of—I wouldn't say obvious who's going to win it, but there's a couple of matches that you feel like there's overwhelming favourites going into that match. I think Seth Rollins. So, I'm going to go with Seth, right? But I think Drew McIntyre is going to run him very, very close. Mm-hmm. Maybe a contentious finish. Not so much that it gets resolved later on, but. It gets resolved that night, or Drew McIntyre's got a bee in his bonnet or something, uh, and doesn't. I don't know, but I think Drew will run very close. What you could do is you could do Cena Batista again, and this time Vince comes down, smashes his quads up, stu- and still blows both quads out. <laughs> God damn it, pal! That was hilarious. <laughs> That's one of your favourite moments in wrestling, isn't it? Uh, really, I just see him sitting on the floor, throwing his like, like a little child. I know. That's uh, fun. But um, I feel like Seth. It, like I say, it seems obvious, but yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if it was still someone else. Though um, like he seems to be picking up a lot on momentum recently. Yeah, especially his promo stuff. I'm going to go for Seth. What I want to see, and I know there was a. A well-fleshed-out conversation off air, but just, I've, it's not, I mean, I know Ali's just getting used to the SmackDown crowd. I've been a fan of Ali since the very beginning of 205 Live, so I've watched him, I've watched his journey. And for me, if he was to win, we saw that promo that he had with Daniel Bryan, uh, the small programme he had with Daniel Bryan, I saw these homemade promos that he's doing. Can you just imagine, I'd put this on Twitter earlier, imagine the hype video. If you coupled Ali's homemade short videos with Daniel Bryan's mentalness at the moment, put them together in a hype video, and you would that that hype video alone would get you really pumped for that match. And you could you could get sympathy for Ali over the weeks. Let's say Bryan just destroys him and he's off telly for a few weeks or something like that. But then you bring him in and you start working towards winning. I want to see Ali win the Rumble. I'm throwing my name in the hat now, and I want to see him win. And he'll choose he'll choose Brock Lesnar and beat Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I wouldn't hate him winning at all. Oh, not, not at all. one bit. Um, <clears throat> do you think anyone from NXT appears? Oh, um, Velveteen Dream. I was going to ask you about him. 
what do you make of what's, what he's been doing? The Twitter do stuff? You think, yeah, do you think it's a work? Do you think it's leading to a storyline? Do you think... I don't, I don't think it's leading to a storyline as such. I just think it's him being a wee bit cheeky like he is with his attire. His entrance attires and stuff like that. I think he's just trying to get a bit of attention. Uh, so I think I don't. I'm not worried about his NXT career per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't read too much into what he's doing on Twitter just now. So, but I do think he'll appear at the Rumble, even if it's just for a pop. Rumors that Sammy, and we dealing rumors, but I think he was at performance center a few weeks back. Any chance you might see Sammy and Kale? Not yet. I think it's too early as well. I think that's a a, a raw after Mania number. Yeah, potentially. For a, one of the super pops at Raw after Mania. Mm-hmm. There's there's too much going on just now for for them to come back and be treated with the, the way they should be. Yes, you took the words right out of my mouth. The, the because Sami Zayn is pound for pound as good as anybody in the world. Uh-huh. Uh, so, now it's not it's not the right time to bring them back, so just wait a while with that one. So, um, Velveteen Dream, I think we'll see someone from the NXT UK. Maybe I think maybe a wee Pete Dunne appearance might go down well. What about Trent Seven coming in at seven? <laughs> uh, if he just comes down and hits out with some banter, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I, I think we will see. I think all in all, between both the women and the men's matches, I think we'll probably see about about five all in from coming in from various whether it's NXT UK or NXT Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll get some good representation. Should be fun. I watched the Royal Rumble 04 during the week, and I've said to you, I have said to you in the past, the match, the gimmick of the Royal Rumble's nowhere near my favourite. It's just a lot of. It's an hour of. Um, it's an hour of like one or two random little pops, but ultimately we're all kind of waiting for that last five minutes. It's it's group hugs and rope hugging and lots of stomping mud holes and punches in the corner. It's just there's actually not that much going on in them, and it's I don't know if I picked a bad rumble. It could have been that. Maybe that's why WWE decided to erase that from their history books. I don't know, <laughs> but it's just. Uh, as it happens, I'm sure it will be all right. Just to see what, just see what goes on. But overall, I mean, the matches out with the Royal Rumble, it's a very strong card. So I don't think I'll be left wanting at the end of the night or the end of the day when I've watched it. I think overall hype level for the entire weekend is extremely high. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I kind of decided, like I said before, I'm just going to go into each pay-per-view weekend or pay-per-view itself and just kind of have my hopes high and that look where that got you towards the tail end of last year but I didn't exactly I wasn't exactly like hyped about every single show I wasn't like allowing myself to get carried away at times I was kind of being pessimistic at times mm-hmm. but I'll try and like I said but for me like I don't think there's any reason to be pessimistic about this coming weekend. No, no, there's no, there's a lot, there's a lot to be excited about all over a, the place. An awful lot. 
the potential there's only really one match so that you could probably say about the entire weekend that you don't really care about the Riddle and Ono sorry Riddle and Ono <laughs> oh the Smackdown tag team title match aye that as well I mean I'm not but I'm sure, sure I'm sure that'll be a fine match I'm even but looking great. forward I'm sure it'll be to just the, fine. they've got the all the fringe shows having a, an access tournament I'm sure that mm-hmm. I hope that is is that going to be on the network at some point. Not sure. Uh, I'm not going to go out my way to watch that. I'll catch it when I can. But it's good. Worlds collide. Something a bit different. Yep. Um, so just lovely, lovely wrestling on offer this weekend, ladies and gents. Enjoy uh, it. Enjoy en- it. Enjoy the enjoy the blue hell out of it. And while you're at it, before you go. Enjoy the blue hell out of this. I assume Royal Rumble themed, Ricky. No. Oh shit! Enjoy the hell out uh, of this. It is, uh, it is, it is. Good because I've already written the show notes. <laughs> Enjoy the hell out of this Royal Rumble themed quiz. <laughs> It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Okay, hit me. Are you ready? Yes. Question number one. At the 2010 Royal Rumble. Christian defeated who to retain his ECW title? It's two possibilities. It's either Shelton Benjamin or Jack Swagger. I'll go for Jack Swagger. Wrong. Who was it? Do you want to take another guess? I'll give you one more guess. And it wasn't Shelton Benjamin either. I've not got a Scooby-Doo then. Ezekiel Jackson. You just made that name up. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Question number two. Sheamus eliminated who to win a 2012 Royal Rumble? Um, Jericho. Correct. Question number three. In the 2012 Royal Rumble... What was the role of John Laurinaitis in the CM Punk versus Dolph Ziggler match? 2012. What was Laurinaitis doing then again? Um, I'm just going to say special guest enforcer. Oh, well done. Oh, excellent. That's very well done, actually. Question number four. In a 2016 SmackDown tag team match, which two members of the New Day took on the Usos? Fuck's sake, Ricky. Um, I'm going to say Big E and Kofi Kingston. Correct. Do you know why? Because mm. they wasted about fucking nine, ten months with Xavier playing the trombone when he's probably the best out of the three of them in the ring. <laughs> Question number five. Who made his debut in the 1993 Royal Rumble by throwing out The Undertaker? (coughs) 
to highest or fuse to highest, whatever you want. Right, I'll go with highest then. Roman, Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's five individuals, right? Mysterio. So num- number three and four are tied for the same amount. Okay, I'll go with Mysterio and Benoit then. Nope. <laughs> so I'm going to give you three guesses, right? So it's neither of them. Michaels? Where is he? Is he three, four, or five? Four. Nope. Five. Yep. Number four is Austin. Yep. Oh, number three is... Remember, three and four were joint. Cena? Nope. So, last guess. Do you want a clue? Yes, please. He is one racist motherfucker. Hulky, hulky boy. Yes. You know, I could have I could have said you got it wrong because I did say in a Royal Rumble and technically Braun eliminated thirteen at the Greatest Royal Rumble, but I wasn't including that. That doesn't that doesn't that's not a real Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh, so straight to the point. That's not a real Rumble. Well, it's not. He won that stupid green belt. I know. That WBC ripoff belt. That doesn't mean anything to you, but still. Uh, I'm going to guess what it is. Is that the welterweight boxing championship? No, well, yeah. No. Okay, never mind. Let's move very swiftly on. <laughs> uh, anything you want to plug before we vanish? Um, nothing. Just enjoy Sunday. Well. Or whenever you get to watch the plethora of hours of TV that the WWE has on offer for us. Um, we are the Rickett and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can also find One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, uh, Outsider's Edge, Wilfred Watches and the Omega Look Podcast. Please go to the app that you use, give us five stars, help us move up the ratings. At Rick and Clive on Twitter and Facebook, check out the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group. Go to socialsuplex.com for all your links, all your podcasts and columns. You can get them direct to your inbox if you subscribe. Don't forget Pro Wrestling Tees, check out the Social Suplex page. I've got a link in the show notes. I also have a link for the powerslam.tv, put in the promo code Social Suplex, 4,000 hours of independent wrestling, free first month. Um, that's it, isn't it? I want to say, um, certainly one quick thing. I was going to say two, but I, the second thing has completely skipped my mind. Okay. Um, I just, my shout out, I wanted to give a shout out to, you can follow him on Twitter, and it's at Mags and Bags. He brought out a new podcast, Darren, his name is. And you can download that and listen to it. It's called Why We Watch Pod. I feel like we should be giving him a shout out because he does so much for us on Twitter. Uh-huh. So I, you know, folks, you should go listen to that. Um, he's a good guy. He's a real good guy. It's on the Visionaries Wrestling Network. So check out, look for that, and then find the Why We Watch on there. And, and like I said, I'll give, he's actually changed his Twitter, but his Twitter is at d a j Kirkby. So it's K I R K B Y. Like I says, he he f- listens to us every single week, 
constant interaction with us on Twitter and he's a real good guy so and he'll hopefully be coming on one day um, and in terms of the, the upcoming quiz we're just tying up a few loose ends and we'll hopefully get a few more details out there in the next week or so yeah. we wish um, Mags and Bags and Mike Arendt the, all the success in the world for their new venture but have they, a long and happy relationship uh-huh. with each other uh, the, complete, the complete opposite of Ricky and Clive's relationship. Well, speaking of... Ah, well, we're we, 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 okay, we've got Speaking of um, fragile relationships, there's actually... I've got some more information on Sasha Banks wanting to leave WWE and move to AEW. So she actually went to the headquarters, wherever they are, and had a meeting with Amir Khan. No, that's a boxer, isn't it? To, to, Tom? Tony Khan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was a punchline or not. <laughs> no, what's his name? Tony Khan. Is it Tony? Tony Khan is Shad Khan. Amir Khan's a, an English boxer. Yep. Uh, um, and Sasha was saying, first of all, okay, it's all about opportunity, but I'm just a bit concerned about the money that I'll have. And he said, Tony Khan, not Tommy, or Amir said, right. If you're if you're that worried about your wages, show me your bank statement. So she locked it in, and then security came and took her away. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc